Welcome to the Ultimate Insurance Agency Podcast. Planet of the Agents. Planet of the Agents. Where we give you the real scoop on being an insurance agent and running an agency. This show is all about helping you focus on earning more money as an agent and building your own insurance empire. Empire. Here's your industry-leading host who has generated tens of thousands of insurance leads. This is Dave Baker. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the episode In this episode, I am excited to tell you that I will be doing an interview with Justin Lair from Agency Revolution. Now, before we get into the interview, I just want to remind you to sign up for the newsletter at planetoftheagents.com. We've got a lot of exciting stuff coming down the pipeline, and I look forward to sharing it with all of the listeners. Of course, you can email me directly at dave at planetoftheagents.com. I want to give a shout out to those people who have reached out to me and shared some thoughts with me. I really appreciate that. It's been quite interesting to hear what everyone is up to these days. Now, in this interview, Justin and I are going to discuss some of the important topics such as lead follow-up, websites, technology, and other things that are really important in the world of being a modern insurance agent. Remember, Everything has accelerated a little in terms of technology. So the more that you lag behind, the harder it might be for you in the future as an insurance agent. So get ready. We're going to jump right into the interview. So I'm excited to be joined today by Justin Lair from Agency Revolution. Justin, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing, David? I am wonderful. I'm always excited to be talking about insurance, insurance agency, and the future of the insurance industry. So let's get started. Um, Tell me a little bit about your background and tell the audience about your experience in the world of insurance and marketing and how long have you been involved? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I appreciate you having me on here as well. Um, So my experience is, it's kind of funny. and maybe this is pretty similar to most people listening. I didn't expect to get in the insurance industry. I didn't try to get in the insurance industry. Um, I was 21 and I was, uh, I had, I had a back surgery. And so I was living at home at that point and, uh, recovered and I started applying for jobs. Right. So (laughs) I'm applying for jobs and I see an insurance for, uh, you know, an account executive. And I was like, ah, I'll try it got a call the next day, um, went through three or four different interviews and they said, Hey, we, we want to hire you. And, uh, so I, that's how I head first jumped into, uh, the insurance world. And so that was, you know, that was 17 years ago at this point. So, um, had a pretty good amount of time within the insurance industry. I was, a um, an agent for six years, four at that agency, went to another. And then um, I was actually a a private banker for a while um, for about a span of four years, which was kind of cool. Still selling insurance to some extent. So I was still around at that entire time. And honestly, I I just got to a point where I couldn't stand being in a bank anymore. And I was (laughs) so incredibly bored. And I just told my wife one day, I'm like, you know, I'm going to find something else. And I thought about getting back into an agency and um, one of my wife's uh, friends and mentors actually worked at agency revolution. Uh, She was the VP of customer service at that time. And I just hit her up and I said, Hey, 
Um, you guys have a business development spot open. I, I think I want to apply. And that's kind of how I got my start six years ago with Agency Revolution and uh, just kind of dove head first into the insure tech space because that's obviously what we do. Yeah, pretty much everybody I talked to, including me, wasn't expecting to work in the insurance industry. <clears throat> I also have about 17 years in and I got started because I heard a guy at a holiday party talking about insurance and I said, oh, that sounds interesting. Maybe I should do that. And the next month I went out and got an insurance license and here we both are today. I don't think it's something people plan to do in their lives unless their family's already in the business. And even if their family's in the business, some of them just want to stay away because they don't like the business period until it turns into something that's pretty lucrative or something that they should get into, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I think people think if they have family in the business, it might just be handed down to them. And then some people, when they really get into the nitty gritty, they see they have to build a book of business. And that's the really hard part in the industry. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, it's that five year time frame, right? I, I had a, my first mentor, he said, Hey, you're not going to make anything for the first five years. So be prepared just to kind of buckle down. And, um, you know, I, I made some money and had some fun and got some big accounts. And it was uh, definitely a learning experience. It prepared me for, you know, this position that I'm in now and some of the grit that is associated with it. Because I went through, you know, 2008 and nine as an agent that was, um, highly focused on contractors, unfortunately. Okay. So, um, especially in our area, I, I mean, I lost it left and right when in that time frame, And so that was one of the reasons why I kind of got out of the business for, um, you know, about a year and a half and went into kind of a different route. It's interesting that you said that because the year that I really started growing the business was around the same time when other people were struggling. But what I was doing differently when I was working as a retail insurance agent was I was building websites and I kept buying more and more domain names and I would just put up page after page. And in that time, if you had a website with a direct match domain, let's hypothetically say something like car insurance, which obviously is very hard to get. If you had that and you just put up a few pages, people would just contact you and you would just get lead after lead after lead. Now today, throwing up a website doesn't really mean anything anymore because you could have something like, you know, kingcharlesterrierdog.com and that could sell insurance, right? So you're in the marketing side, the technology side. So what do you see now about what's going wrong with a lot of the agents who say, well, I have a website, I'm not getting any leads. No one, no one even goes to my website. What, what are you seeing or hearing? Yeah, I mean, some of the things that we run into at Agents Revolution is, is that question. I mean, we were even talking about that with our sales team today. And, and one thing I will say is that we're highly educational, I think, in our sales process, because we know that there's, there's some agents out there that still kind of perceive a website as a lead magnet, right? It's right. just something there that's going to attract business or the other side of it where they're um, we don't want the business from a website, right? Oh, I've, yes. I've heard that. Um, and you hear yes. that a lot, right? Cause those are, those are just, uh, and I guess we're on a, on a podcast here. So air quotes, uh, <laughs> those are your, those are your shoppers. Those are the non-renewals. Those are the people that aren't doing anything, et cetera. So, um, kind of, kind of back to your question, I guess, with that is that I, what websites need to be looked at in a little bit of a different fashion. I think there's two parts to it. How does it 
attract the new business that you want to get, right? How, how does sure. it actually engage your prospects in a way for them to go, I'll give them a shot. And then the second piece of it is what does it do for your current clientele? Do you right. have, do you have a portal on there? Are you providing them with relevant information? Are you engaging them on social media? Um, you know, are they seeing your names when they actually search for insurance period? Right. Cause how often do we get that, um, that pay-per-click ad on the right-hand side of Facebook or Google? Um, and all of a sudden it's like insurance.com and you're like, Take a look at it. I haven't talked to my agent in three years. Why not? That's the problem people don't understand. I think a lot of people don't understand about the pay-per-click ads you have and the other things that are on the searches that someone could search for something very obscure like tuna can manufacturer insurance and a car insurance company will come up on top. And even if you're the only agency in the world that sells that product. There's so many paid ads ahead of you. Uh, you could be you know, seven or 10 scrolling screens down folds as they call it uh, to the point that people aren't going to see it. And what I tell people is your website that's, that's not efficiently designed and doesn't have good structure and such is more like an online business card. And it's the same as your business card, just sitting in a box on your desk. I think like you were saying, people need to change their mindsets. And can you tell me a little bit more about what you meant when you said that about how they need to change their mindsets about websites and online business in general? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think one of the biggest things is we have to get away from um, that any online requests, any online quotes are bad, right? There's a mm -hmm. lot of agents out there that are making a lot of money. For sure. um, and, you know, we can even, we can even use some of the bigger ones, right? Like Progressive and Geico, how many quotes online do they get on a daily basis? And you can't tell me that all the business on progressiveandgeico.com is bad, substandard autos, et cetera, like that. I mean, even the general now has their new ads that are coming out that are saying, hey, you thought we were bad insurance for such a long time, but Shaq won't sit with you now because we're actually good insurance, right? Like they get, they get so many quotes from those types of things. And while I don't think any independent is ever going to actually, for one, have the budget to spend on those types of things to compete <laughs> with them, there are things that we can do to, you know, attract good business, you know, and use a website. So it's not just that, you know, it's not just that street sign in the middle of a desert that's not getting any attraction at all. Like we can actually have a website that's responsive design, right? Let's be able to actually view your website on a cell phone. Just like every other industry in the world, there's still agents out there that don't have a responsive website. There's still agents out there that have had a website from, you know, early 1990, <laughs> 2000s. There's a lot of changes that are happening, right? And then even if we get into the other pieces of it, let's add some other tools to the website. And more, more often than not, it's, Let's take, let's take the ROI out of websites and expect leads or expect business from them. I mean, Gary Vee in his book, um, gosh, what was that? It was, uh, the thank, it was thank you economy. I think, oh, yeah. I think, it, I mean, I think he's got four or five, but I remember reading it and just being like, Hey, this, this totally pertains to the industry right now is that it's just a place that you need to be at this point. Right. So let's think about 20 years ago with the business. It was, hey, you're going to join. You're going to get into the business. You're going to get business cards. Right. We all got five of boxes course. of business cards. 
Um, you're also going to write a list down of all your friends and family because those are your first <laughs> prospects. And uh, then you're going to go find a rotary or you're going to go work with chamber. Right. And we all found some success from that. Well, yes, that's where too. you were expected to be. Well, right now in 2021, you're expected to have a website. You're expected to be on social media, not because it's going to turn into business, but because that's where you need to be so that people can see you and you can have an actual presence on it. Absolutely. I, and I, I did start that way. I did go to those networking groups you're talking about. And yes, I did develop some customer relationships. And I would imagine, you know, now 12 years, 15 years later, I probably still have a handful of them, but that's not, that's not what we're doing in this century. You know, today, it's just a minimal thing that you cannot have a free email address for your business. I see email addresses like jones123agency at yahoo.com. And well, I hope that's no one's actual email address. Don't email that. Uh, I just don't think that looks as good as having something specific to your agency, as well as a well-developed website. Well, and, and honestly, at this point, it how easy is it for you to go to Google, use a Gmail account with the actual URL for your agency and get something? I mean, Justin at acmeinsurance.com is, I mean, something is out there is available with a Gmail suite so that you can actually use it and have an email address that matches your agency. Absolutely. And for those of you who want to just start that way, that is something that is a great, uh, almost free option. It's very low cost. And if you're not using something like G Suite, you can go to the agency resources section of our webpage and we have a link with some more information on it. I've used it myself. It's very easy. Of course, there are many other options out there. Um, and so one question that people ask me when I bring up a website is they think it's only for leads, but I tell them, what about sending your current customers, perhaps a, a newsletter update, and then sending them back to your website again, maybe for something like an article or some blog information where that could turn into a cross-sell opportunity. Is that something that you, that you think about sending your current customers back to the website again, and then seeing that they request another quote off of that? Yeah, I think that's a that's a huge piece. I mean, for one thing, let's let's get it right is that we need to build a website that we're happy with that we can actually be attracted to that we want to browse around on. So first, you know, figure that piece out. Um, our website builds, we've got a few different ones. I mean, we've got things that start at $69 a month and all the way with coaching and things like that, that you can get. Um, that's a great, that's an, okay. For those of you who've never bought any technology, that is an amazing price. I think of technology that is pitched to me all the time that has a base price of almost $10,000 a month. So yeah. $69 to start is incredible. Sorry to cut yeah. you off. Go on. No, no. And, and then you can even build up to the point where um, our attract package, um, and it's this is kind of what we're known for, is that we've, and, and let's be honest, I mean, you can get a website almost anywhere, right? We, we like our website builds. We like what we do. Um, but where we really saw this is about, you know, three, four years ago is what we changed. And we said, hey, there's always a vendor that comes in for content. There's always a vendor that comes in for social media. There's the vendor that you're using for email marketing. And then there's your website vendor. So now I've listed four different vendors off. And that's actually exactly what our attract package entails. It gives you a simple email builder like constant contact. It gives you all the content that you're probably going to need, which is 
probably the number one kind of, I don't want to say complaint, but kind of uh, the grumbling that I hear from most insurance agencies is we just don't know what to post, right? Like I know how to sell insurance. I don't know how to write good quality content. I don't want to post about cats and dogs all the time. Um, and so we've taken that kind of headache out and we've, we've given that in some of our packages. And now you can also post a Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Now, where this kind of ties back to your question is that our social posts, unlike some other vendors, and even, I mean, if, you, if, if you're an agency that's appointed with nationwide travelers, et cetera, right, they've got social posts for you. Sure. But the problem is, is that it's driving traffic back to nationwide.com or travelers where you can find 4,000 other agencies, right? <laughs> of course. So our social posts that go out on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, when a consumer clicks on it, it actually drives you back to the website, your agency website. So we're driving traffic back to your agency website because the, the thing about it is we've seen that when we can get a, a consumer back to your website, they start clicking around. Right. I mean, every, everybody's kind of curious about what's going on, if anything's changed. And if you've got something that is dynamic, now you've got changes happening. So it just just doesn't look like a static website. And so you can actually post things on your website on a monthly basis around what's happening in your neighborhood, in your you know, region, um, maybe even some of the changes that are happening with insurance and things that maybe people should know about. I mean, the number one page visited on any um, insurance website staff page keep there that updated go. please please keep it updated so um the other thing about social media and with us guiding that traffic back and and this is kind of kudos to safeco safeco does an amazing job of getting stats out and i know that they've got their digital team dale stanky and everybody over there just great people um but in one of their uh, reports they released it said that I think it was 71 or somewhere in the 70s. Don't quote me on the number, but it was somewhere in the 70% range that uh, insurance is purchased via social media from millennials. That's so very interesting considering they spend who knows how much of their day on there, especially when they're sitting at home with five different devices. Yeah. And so think about it. If, you, if you're not even on social media at this point, and it goes back to my point earlier with the Gary Vee book, Right. It's just where you need to be. It, it, it's a must have at this point because now you've got all that traffic and think about millennials right now. Um, they're acquiring wealth quicker than anybody else. Mm -hmm. They're probably the, I think they're the largest generation at this point, just with like their numbers and size, right? So what we used to think 10 years ago, oh, we don't want the young drivers. We don't want, we don't want that. Uh, they're not going to pay their bill. They're going to, be whatever, right? Like we, we've all said it. I mean, we all avoided it at some point, but now you've got those 20 somethings that are growing into something else where they're buying a house, they're having kids. It's also the generation that you can actually cross sell to. Think about that. Your 70 year old client that has paid you for the last 15 years for their auto home um, and hopefully umbrella, right? Hopefully we've gotten it to three policies. Of course. But um, now you've got millennials in there where you haven't cross-sold to them before. There's more opportunity because they're younger and they're coming into the point where they actually need those types of things, right? I think a lot of people start with a car and then if you're in personal lines, yeah, they're going to start with a car, probably get a house eventually or condo. They're going to need an umbrella Then they're going to have a garage and they want to put a, you know, something cool in there like a slingshot or a motorcycle. And yeah, that's the world is evolving. And 
Don't think just because that 70 year old person has been with you for 40 years that they're going to tell their kids to go to you. That's not how their kids find this business necessarily. And it's also not how we are as agencies, right? So in the, in the nineties, who is the king of this state farm, sure. right? Everybody I know that was with state farm, it was because their grandpa, their great grandpa were with state farm. So they just knew about it, but it's because state farm had marketing directed totally at that. Every yes. time you came into a state farm agency was asking about your kids, getting your information around it, what they're doing, you know, all those types of things. Our agencies don't do that. They right. don't have the, tr you know what the difference is when you work at a big company like that, even if you're an independent owner or however their structure may work, they have training from the corporate to teach them that. And I think a lot of totally. independent agents have no training at all, except for what they might read online in, in between the, when they have five minutes between filling out some kind of old fashioned paper document. So they don't have the same marketing training. And if I was a new agent, I would be focused on, on making sure I have a good grasp on marketing and advertising and the difference between those things much more than just uh, reading about basic, uh, you know, policy information. Well, and, and I think they've even lost that grasp on it. Cause I mentioned it was what they did in the nineties, right? Because they don't have the ability to actually have a digital presence anymore. Right. I mean, when was the last time you actually saw some really cool videos, whether it was LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter from a state farm agent, right? No. You, see that anymore actually now that you mentioned that I, I do see some ads on television when I actually watch television which a lot yeah of people aren't when, doing you, anymore. when you don't just fast forward through everything because you recorded <laughs> it right yeah. so so now we get into the point that I brought up earlier well if millennials millennials are the largest demographic that we can sell to and have the the biggest piece that we can cross sell and do other things to and and they purchase off of social media well that traditional way of just telling grandpa and dad, uh, you know, to have your son come in, that's not going to work because they're on social media. Again, it's just a spot that you need to be. And the thing is, I, on top of what you're saying about this type of marketing, and right now we're talking about home and auto insurance, I think agents need to look even further into the future. And I don't mean 2040, I mean like possibly a year or two or three from now, they'll also need to evolve what they're marketing online because a lot of the agents I talk to tell me that their bread and butter is home and auto insurance, which is becoming incredibly easy to purchase on the internet. And so one place agents can really stay relevant is commercial insurance and hopefully not just hard to place insurance, but over time, I think that's going to happen too, which is where what you're talking about by having quality content that might relate to a specific industries could really come into play. Do, do you hear anything at all about the future of insurance for agents not being personalized so much and not maybe even being really tiny commercial like those $400 policies we sell? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't personally, I don't ever think that the independent channel goes away, right? There, there, yeah. is, there is value in it. I think I love to be able to call my agent. I mean, he's a buddy of mine at this point just because he was an agency that I worked at. So um, I probably don't take advantage of it as much, but I think, you know, for someone like my grandmother, she finds the, you know, she finds the confidence and to call that person and ask them questions. Right. Um, but sure. the, the thing about it is that like, it doesn't matter whether you're selling personal lines or small commercial or anything like that. I mean, it, your ease of use for them to purchase a policy from you is really, 
really what matters. I mean, even personal lines, right? There's, there's so many cool tools that we can add to websites now to make it really easy for them to quote and bind. I mean, nationwide, just, I think they released what they call their private label um, tool. We put together a, a really simple package for them around PPC to help their agents, but you can actually get a quote and bind that quote in less than three minutes for personal lines and you get full commission structure on it. So why aren't agents taking advantage of that to some extent too? And I then, you know, even with amazing. small business, it's the same thing that you're probably seeing. And that's kind of, I think that's the direction you were kind of going with it as well. Yeah. I do think that I hear agents all the time say, well, I just want to, you know, put something on my website and where someone can quote and buy. And I understand you want to basically run an e-commerce business off your website. But if your website gets no traffic, that's not really relevant anyway, which is a, a key issue. Um, I do have some of those types of websites where people can bind things online and more people are going to quote than actually bind, but at least the sites have traffic I mean, because of what you're talking about, because of content, of course, it has to be mobile responsive. I, for those of you who aren't familiar with that term, that means that your website will adjust the size and shape of the images and the width and the viewport and things like that when they view your website from a tablet versus a computer versus a phone. And so. not a redirect. Let's uh, let's clarify that. No more redirects, please. <laughs> yeah, no, no more sending people to this alternative like micro website. Yeah, yeah. I, I still see that. And if any of you are familiar with code and you look at the code, you can see some that's quite outdated. I usually see that on a website that says copyright 2016 on it somewhere. Yep. So, and you know, for those of you who out there who are thinking, oh, I don't know how to build a website or it's complicated. Well, that's fine. That's, that's what Justin's company can do. That's, that's what they do. And maybe that's not your specialty. Now, on the other side of the industry, you have insure tech companies who their specialty is technology and their passion for insurance isn't really probably the same as yours, wouldn't you say? It's, that's why they have that edge right now in the modern world. And I think agents need to come over to the other side and integrate technology while they're working on integrating insurance to their technology, the insure techs. Yeah, and I, I think we're in a we're in a cool spot in the industry. I mean, um, six years ago when I started with AR, um, we were really known for being expensive because it was kind of the beginning of InsureTech, right? Sure. Um, but gosh, we have came so far in the last six years just with what agents can do and how they can accomplish things and what vendors are out there and how many of us actually work together. I mean, that's, that's the cool part when you think about how a management system can work together with an automation tool, with your website and putting the entire marketing package together. That's huge. I mean, and then even using some of the other vendors that maybe have a, uh, you know, the portals and have the apps sure. that you can use and things like that. I mean, at that point, you really have a customer experience. And that's, you know, that's maybe one thing that I would ask everybody, like, take a look at your customer experience. Absolutely. Like the concept of customer experience, I think this is a new concept to a lot of people. It's not how it used to be. And how it used to be, by the way, that could have been pre-March 2020. Okay. People aren't coming into your office. I know a lot of you out there still have offices and you depend on people coming in, including to make payments. And that was your relationship with them. But think about how like an online store you do business with not only do they send you advertisements, but they send you articles, even about fashion or like I bought shoes online and they were telling me different ways I could match my shoes with different other things. And then they were cross-selling other companies' products to me. And that's, that's kind of how I think people need to approach insurance so that you can build your own brand as an agency. 
do you see that agents aren't really doing anything about building their own brand with their agency? Is that a problem you see? Or is that a- I mean, it's, it's tough, right? Because as an insurance agent, you're there to sell insurance. Your right. first thought's not building a brand or having that uh, brand equity that, you know, other industries kind of think of. Um, and, and maybe even if it's, it's building the agency brand as well, kind of depending on the size of an agency that you're at. Um, so it's, it is something that I've seen a lot more agents kind of put into their, their bank of things, right. That they're trying to do. I mean, think about what 2020 did to us. 2020 June was probably the biggest demo request that we've ever seen from the agents revolution website. I mean, we had so many people just asking questions like, okay, I'm not seeing the traffic come in the door, kind of what you were saying. Um, What am I going to do to attract more traffic to my websites? Because people are actually looking at websites, right? They're not walking around downtown. Um, Or, you know, what can we do to actually just get more quotes? And how can we put an entire marketing plan together and things like that? So um, I think that changed over the year. And the branding piece of it, now people are starting to really think about like, okay, well, if I want to be relevant, we're going to go back to that Gary Vee book. I mean, it's, it's relevant in this conversation. It's, it's just something you have to do. You have to have a brand. You've got to start with the basic of all basics, right? You got to have a nice logo and then you yes. got to put it onto a nice website and then you got to have some nice marketing around it. And then you got to increase what you're putting out on social media and you can put this whole piece together and now it's working like a real marketing business. And with the modern technology, it's not even that expensive. Really, don't think of it as an expense. Think of it as an investment. Would I invest 69 or 79 or $250 a month if that was going to generate me $5,000? Sure, of course you would, right? And that's, I think people think about it as an expense. Of course, we can all cut some expenses here and there, and I'm always analyzing my costs. But I think that the money that you invest in marketing is almost priceless today. Yeah. And I mean, with, with our automation tools, that's where we get to be a little bit more expensive, but it's because we're the best automation tools you can buy. Honestly, it's because of the integrations that we have and the things that we've done, but what you can accomplish for that small cost that you have on a monthly basis can be huge for an agency. Cause think about the last time an agency actually had uh, four touch points a year going out to just the customers that they needed to cross sell home, but no auto or auto, but no home. Right. And then what's your renewal process look like? And, and this is what I'm talking about. Customer experience. Like you've got to have a customer experience because what's going to keep it from the guy shopping the next, next year until he finally finds an agency that takes that serious. Absolutely. I, I, you know, I run a wholesaler So I really see what happens when agents are not able to get renewals done. And I see it across the board in multiple states and in multiple industries. And it just breaks my heart to see someone write to me months later and say, oh, can this person get another policy? I I didn't get to it or something like that. And I'm thinking you, you just had a customer that was a renewal and a residual, the thing that everyone's dreaming of, and you just let it go because you have no system in place. And I just don't think people have systems in place or enough systems in place. Bigger agencies do, but the small ones don't. Well, and systems are just need to be thought about as an insurance policy for your business. A- absolutely. And 
And since we're talking about marketing, the one thing I often mention on the podcast and I ask everyone out there is, do you actually do any marketing at all? Do you have any marketing plan at all? And saying that I work on referrals to me is not a marketing plan. Are you seeing that when people come to you, they really don't have any plan at all? Or is it just me who feels this way? Yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of a loaded question, right? Because I know I've talked to my fair share of agents that really do have marketing plans um, and they've really put things together. But a majority of, you know, and I'll just say maybe the one to 10 person agencies, Sure, there's a majority of them that don't. And we can be honest with it because most of the time it's the same thing I said earlier. They're too busy selling insurance to write content or Maybe it's just too overwhelming too. I mean, I, I can say that. And um, I totally understand what a lot of agencies talk about where they're like, I don't understand it. I, I, I don't know the difference on it, but you know what? They can tell me all the PC co- class codes and everything <laughs> from you know an insurance document that I have no idea about and I really don't want to read it. Um, so there's expertise in it, but that's also where it comes to you know finding a good partner that you want to work with and building an actual marketing plan out. I mean, one of the things that we launched about two years ago, we started a program called Elevate. And the coolest thing about Elevate is it's not just, let's say, David Baker hiring Agency Revolution, using our Elevate program and us doing everything for you. It's it's a year of coaching. And so oh, wow. not only do we build out a website for you and do the things that we know you need to do, but we also say, hey, um, what's your what's your goal? What do you want to go after? Are you a personal lines agency? Are you a commercial lines agency? Do you want to be specific into niches? I mean, I had a, an agency that came into our Elevate program and they said, hey, I specialize in condo insurance. How can I make this work? And so mm-hmm. what we did is we actually put their website together in that way. And then what our coach did was showed them how to link their website to their social media, to their email marketing, to all the other pieces that you know, we would consider marketing. That, that is something I don't think people think about because a lot, I seem to talk to two kinds of agents, agents who tell me they're slammed all day and agents who tell me that they have nothing to do and they're very slow. And sometimes they'll start by saying something like, I'm really busy. And to me, that just means you're doing busy work. That's not like they're being productive. And what you're saying to me is, well, what if we try to help you build a website and a, and a program for you that will target what you actually want. And, you know, so someone like me, even in wholesale, of course, I want to quote, I love to just quote the same industries over and over again. It's efficient. I know the product. It's, did I mention it's efficient? And I think that's something like you're saying, this person has a a focus on condos and they're probably very efficient with that. And that would change someone's business if they had a focused website, like you're talking about, where they could just write the same thing over and over again that they really understand and that they don't have to sit and search for information because you're either helping them generate the leads that are the same type of lead over and over, or, you know, even cross-selling opportunities in the same industry. Yeah. So that, that totally makes sense. Uh, One more thing I do want to talk about is uh, your system and just in general, what you see with follow-up. I think that a lot of people, they have some business uh, potential business leads, potential clients, even potential cross-sell opportunities, but they don't have any follow-up. Do you think that that's that problem of, of follow-up and also, you know, what, what do you offer that helps agents follow up with these potential leads? Is it drip marketing? Yeah. I mean, it, 
it's interesting because I was actually talking with another insure tech and uh, they did some secret shopping, which is always interesting, right? Sure. When they go around and do that. Um, and they said it took anywhere from an average of four to seven days for them to get a response back from a request to quote. Oh, four to seven days. I mean, today I can order something online and have it at my house in three hours. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, that's, that's the thing with follow-up. Um, I mean, we all want it, but we got to have the system in place to do things, right? we got to be notified in the right way. You can put a form on a website, but what are you doing after that? Um, one of the things that we've got within our Fuse platform is you can build custom forms. And so let's say it's a request to quote. Well, um, let's make it simple, right? No one likes to fill out 65 fields on a, on a <laughs> website. Just don't do it, right? I mean, um, we had an agent who, or we had a BDM that actually started at Agency Revolution. And the first thing we said, hey, go to these three websites and actually quote out your insurance so you can learn the industry. Well, she got four questions in and X'd out of it. Right. That's so, deterring. That's deterring yeah. you from using the website to see. Yeah. So, so let's keep it simple. But then when you actually fill out a form and you've got our fuse platform in place, now it sends out a communication directly to that prospect. And then the other cool part is, let's say you're going to get an email saying, hey, reach out to this person. You reach out to them and you quote them. Well, now, because of our integration with management systems, we can see that they're a prospect and that they've been quoted and we'll actually send them communications automatically for you if you've got it set up. I mean, even the, the simplest of things that you mentioned earlier is that renewal piece. Sure, you could send a renewal reminder of some kind or something. Now let's pause for a moment to hear a quick ad from our sponsor. I want to take a moment to talk to you about one of the most common questions that I hear. It's how can I offer my clients more products and increase my monthly revenue? Well, one of my favorite ideas is creating a membership club for your agency. The team at startamembershipclub.com can help you with a turnkey system that will create a club for your clients, which will not only help you generate more revenue, but that will also create brand recognition for your agency. Your clients will frequently be reminded of your agency's name and to contact you for their insurance needs each time that they log in. Check out startamembershipclub.com today and use discount code PLANET for 10% off. Justin, you were telling me about how renewals are an important part of the marketing system and the ecosystem. And is that something you were saying your system does? It can help communicate with customers on renewal? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, with our Fuse platform right now, we've got a we've got it set up where you can actually just use our standardized renewal campaign. Um, but I think the story that I was telling is actually, and I think we've all been there, where you're talking to a customer because they call in for an ID or a certificate change, right? And uh, you just ask them, hey, what are you doing this weekend? And I, so many times this happened. Uh, oh, we're going on a motorcycle ride. Oh, we're taking the RV out. And you're looking in the management system going, I don't see this in here. All I see is auto and home, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, if, if that call wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't have been able to quote that business. But the other piece to it, if I would have had a renewal process in place that maybe reached out 60 days in advance, maybe 90 days for commercial and ask them some simple questions about some of the changes that are happening, right? I mean, think about from your side too, from a wholesaler on the, the business aspect of it. I mean, if you can get those types of questions 120 days, 90 days in advance of changes that have happened within their business, 
that makes that process so much smoother and it makes it happen. And the other thing too, is that now you're also blocking the business from other agents, right? Cause you can get those quotes in, in advance and shut down some of those markets. So it's huge when you can even have that process in place for keeping your business, let alone just, you know, the renewal process that they actually come back and say, that was awesome. Thanks for providing value. That is something I think very few people think about like one providing value, but two, the renewal process you just mentioned is a great opportunity to add another line of coverage or maybe even get a referral because you've helped someone or just, you know, it's just a good way to make sure that that person feels a bond with you as well. And, you know, the emails and the marketing stuff and the communications definitely, I think, you know, help strengthen the bond. I mean, considering people get married off the internet today, I think, you know, sticking with your insurance (laughs) agent is, also uh, kind of a plus. So yeah, is there anything you want to, any ideas you want to leave the agency world with about, uh, you know, processes or issues you see or things that uh, you think they could work on? I, you talked a little bit about your product and it sounds like you can really help people, which is, I think people need now more than ever. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to say too much because I think we're at a really cool spot in this industry where I mean, the sky is the limit on the technology that you can use as long as you go about it in a planned way, right? And, and, it, and it accomplishes the things that you want to do. But the, the, the big limitation that we see right now is kind of the mindset of the agent. So for me, it's always, okay, what are we trying to accomplish? And how open are you to accomplishing it in maybe a different fashion? Because you and I both know what worked 25 years ago probably isn't going to work today. And there's some other cool things out there that could really, I mean, I've seen agencies that are just transformed by actually doing some online marketing the right way. I mean, I know, I know a few agencies that work with us where that's all they do at this point. All they do is just get their business from online marketing because they've put together an entire structure. They've trusted the structure and they've actually invested their time into it. I'm surprised that there are people who don't get most of their business online. I know there's some people out there that they have a very special referral pipeline and things like that. Um, for, for me, the first piece of technology I ever bought was a paper folding machine. It would fold flyers into three so I could stuff them into an envelope. And I remember when I threw that machine away, it, it was painful. It cost me over $200 to buy that machine. And I was very <laughs> upset about it. And then one day my wife said, I think we can throw this away now. We don't really send mail anymore. And, you know, just to follow up on what you're saying, I think that agents should remember they shouldn't be afraid of technology taking their job or even insure tech companies necessarily taking their jobs, but rather they should be integrating it into their portfolio of how they operate their business and also products they sell. And like you said, it's not that costly anymore and it can really shift your whole business model and keep you in business, hopefully until retirement or until you sell. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you joining us on the show. And I think that everybody is going to get quite a few uh, valuable insights and lessons. And uh, we will post on the website how you can reach out to the company and find out more about their products. And hopefully you'll connect with them and uh, see how they can help you build your business. Thanks again, Justin. Awesome. Thanks, David. Have a great day. You too. Take care. So I hope that you got a lot of information out of that. I sure did. And if you're thinking about checking out their product, you can find more information about the link to the website and their product in the agency resources section of our website, which is planetoftheagents.com. 
And if you do contact them, when they ask how you heard about them, make sure that you mention Planet of the Agents podcast. You know that I'd appreciate it. And from there, I'm going to leave you. Everybody, I hope you have a wonderful and productive week and month ahead. And tune in again for the next upcoming episode of Planet of the Agents. Thanks for listening to Planet of the Agents. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And head over to our website at planetoftheagents.com to sign up for our newsletter and get even more information on how to grow your insurance agency.